And now, the Wadfam Chalkpod. Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkpod. I'm Dylan Weaver. I'm Andrew Sabo. And uh, we're back this week to talk about episode 497, Expect the Worst. Part 2 out of four in the x series <laughs> indeed <laughs> it's a this is a dense episode yeah like, oh my we're moving. gosh i kept checking because so much was happening while i was listening to it and i was like taking notes i'm like this has got to be almost over and i realized there were 10 minutes left and i was like what <laughs> yeah there is there's a lot of a lot of a lot. There's a lot of a lot happening. Yeah. Let's get um, into it, but let's roll the promo so, first. <laughs> yeah, f- fair enough. Good evening. On the last episode of Adventures in Odyssey, you found information about what was happening with the continuing saga involving Novacom. You were hoping, I'm sure, for the best. On the next Adventures in Odyssey, expect the worst. But don't go anywhere. Listen to the next Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah, all right, mischievous <laughs> armchair man. It sounds like he's po- smoking a pipe. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> I just, uh, what? And also they added an extra line at the end to fill in time. But they just said the same thing again. <laughs> Uh-huh. It ended perfectly like, and this time you expect the worst. All right, cool. Outro. Yep. Nope. Yep. But also make sure you listen again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So the episodes uh, expect the worst. This guy's selling it. I. Do, on one hand, do, I respect do, the show for not actually saying anything about the episode. Yeah. Like, there's literally no reference to the episode in that promo. Yeah. Not there's even the one. title. And that's it. And what we learned last episode. He references, you learned something last episode, but he doesn't even say what. Yeah. Oddly vague detective man. He's, this, I, I really, 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 more than just about anything, want to get this guy on our show. Yeah. (laughs) I want to know what was going on. It was just like, this is the build up to the biggest event in odyssey history yeah has not been topped since i and now we get like pink panther right he's just (laughs) every episode (laughs) he's making (laughs) such (laughs) a choice (laughs) but there you go like it's it's weird it is i I, I don't understand yeah it's just like hey what if i do weird voices constantly (laughs) something's different please i need must be happening Man. I can only expect them. So much happens. There are so many scenes in this episode. Yes. And yet, like, I don't know. It feels like there's a lot that happens and also not that much. Yeah, it's pretty it's, much, it's all, it's, it's, this episode is pretty much the process of tying together everything in the entire Novacom saga so it can create a climax. Yeah. And this episode and the next are pretty much it. Yeah, are just like, hey, we're building. We're really building right now. Yeah. And um, and so it's it's a lot of like yeah, just like quick scenes to kind of check in with people. Yeah. And then we kind of move on. But it's well done though. And we'll, and I'll I'll get into like like why I feel that way, but it's I think it is good. 
Yeah. Um, it starts with a Novavox news report. Yeah. Uh, like from like sort of a local percent, like like a local news station, and eighty yeah. percent uh, of households have a box. Yep. Which holy crap. Do they have, like, no poverty rate? Can everybody sem- seemingly Dude, afford this VR? It's Odyssey. And also, Novacom might be handing them out, like, candy? They might be. I guess but, if they're trying to, like, enslave the human right. race. It's going to be, like, for nineteen ninety nine. <laughs> but, but yeah, it does, it does just seem like, I don't know. It's, 80%. Yeah. That's crazy. 80 out of 100 but people I guess we're are walking also, around with Nova boxes on. But, but we're also, because it's, like... Oh, I guess it's not the cable box. That that was the old thing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess there's... I mean, it is one of those things where it's like... If technology leaped from, at this point, the N64 and PlayStation to crazy VR that's, like, incredible and changing people's lives... Yeah. Maybe you would have eighty percent adoption. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that if there was that big of an advancement, yeah. And like even, even thinking about something like smartphones, where we went from like very primitive button pushing whatever right. to like a very different product that's a small computer that you can keep right. with you. Like right. that's yeah. There's been a huge adoption of smartphones. Now, smartphones, the technology has developed over a much longer period of time. Yeah. Whereas this is just, like, one day, boom. Yeah, like, if Um, we went from, like, the Nokia phone to, like, the freaking iPhone X, and you're like, wow, what happened? Um, So, yeah, the newscaster is uh, voiced by Bob Luttrell. Oh, interesting. um, Which is, yeah, it's, it's interesting. He's a producer. He's a sound engineer. He's on a lot of episodes. Yep. I wish... That they had done it as Link Wainwright. Just because I have have strong ties to my boy Link. We need to keep him Uh, around. But, but yeah. uh, Not not Link. And then we cut to Mitch and Borland, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have one note that... I don't know. It's barely a note. Go for it. Um, It's just that... uh, the newscaster dude references uh, Martha Carmen during his thing. Oh, where... she was the social rep. Yeah, she's the, the she's Brian the new Mitch yeah. who came onto the Brian Dern show a couple episodes ago. So just like every time I say Brian Dern, I think the about Brian Brian Dern show. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like a cool I don't know Easter eggy continuity thing that like I only know because I watched the episodes with the AIO wiki open. Ah, like <laughs> like a good like a good prepper. I don't right. do that. I have my I have my notes and I have my. By, like, the media running in the background. Yeah, and so. you have a better... Well, you have a quicker prep time as a result. That's true. Whereas I'm like, I gotta pull the promo, and I gotta check my book now, and I gotta have my notes, and I'm referencing the the AIO wiki and cross-referencing that with IMDb, and I'm playing the episode and pausing it, and it takes me an hour to prep, and it's a problem. And that's why your name comes first in the show notes. <laughs> This is like a freaking assignment. This is a group project. Your name's first. I'm only second because there's nobody else. Because you're alphabetically always going to win. Yes, I will always win. But Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo rules better than Andrew Sabo and Dylan Weaver. Eh, Not by that much. They're pretty equivalent. 
It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't at all. It's, I was going to get into my name lending with an O and yours yes. ending with an R and yeah. somehow that affecting it, but, but I don't think so. I, I mean, it, it, this is also my idea. Yeah, <laughs> this is also your idea and your equipment and your editing. <laughs> and we'll your beautiful it. voice. <laughs> yep. As everyone in the emails is like, Andrew's got a great voice. Dylan, yours is pretty good too. It's like, well. What? What is? My voice is not that good. It's What? It's more expressive, maybe, but that is, it, that is it, all. It's definitely more expressive, plus you have some good character imitations. That's true. So. <laughs> That's because I've listened to these so many freaking times. So, we cut to Mitch and Borland. Um, and they're presumably in another location, right? Yes, a cabin in the woods, I always imagine. Yeah, yeah. I, Even some... though, like, they're definitely just, like, FBI offices or something. Yeah, but, oh yeah. But yeah, Borland's but... also so been so active in odyssey that i'm like is mitch if mitch is in the middle of nowhere is borderland like constantly driving and flying back and forth or is mitch like two blocks away from yeah, yeah. End and just can't talk to anyone well it's, he makes it sound like he's not in odyssey no he definitely is Maybe not in, in like odyssey Chicago or something yeah which is a convenient plane ride slash drive away. right plane drive um, <laughs> just just get in the plane never take off just, just drive down the highway in your plane it's super fuel efficient i feel like some people have done that and that scares me i mean it's called taxiing have you seen um have you seen johnny english no oh you haven't seen them well there's a scene where it's it's uh shoot what's the guy the actor who does mr bean just go with mr and, bean okay the main character johnny english is, yeah johnny english mr bean uh is getting in a helicopter and he needs to go to a hospital, but he doesn't know how to get there via helicopter. Like, so he just follows the roadways and hovers like six feet above the ground. And that's what I'm imagining is happening in this plane drive. Oh man, Anywho, what a walk, but totally worth it. Over. Um, so Mitch is basically cracking the same code here that Candy did in the last episode. Yep, we're that is it. Cal, Alex, and Mandy, for those of you just tuning in now <laughs> or with bad memories or logical human beings who don't yeah. think that you should combine three names yeah well and one of them's already shortened <laughs> um <laughs> that's true in this name alex is just the letter a and cal is just the letter c yes yes <laughs> well because there's calix and mandy so candy yeah whatever so they they figured out the last episode about the buying habits mm -hmm. here mitch from his remote isolation where he can't communicate with anyone happens to get the buying habits of no, odyssey he no he talked to connie about them connie talked to oh you're freaking episode. right yeah, yeah dude yeah great point so connie they talked to connie connie talked to mitch mitch talked to borland right and he's not telling and borland, then borland's like this doesn't matter he's not <laughs> telling borland about the connie thing because no. he, because he was pretending to be a giraffe yes um but yeah, Sparky the you're giraffe. totally right, and I definitely missed that. It was something, it was like, she said it like under her breath. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it was no, I think we even so. talked about it last episode of like, oh, she's filling them in on what the kids did. Yeah. Um, and then this episode, I'm just like, how does Mitch know? <laughs> this this is why <laughs> I have a co-host. Yep, I'm um, For the one time in 40 right. episodes. This is also why we have an audience. <laughs> yeah. 40 episodes, man. You have a high, I thought of us. This is episode 25, if 25. you count the Christmas special. I think I should. <laughs> and it would be episode 
But with the it would ones be episode 28 with the three clips that I've released. And what about the ones that we were recorded and deleted? Oh, yeah, shoot. We re-recorded like five episodes. So, so we're like 33? <laughs> yeah. So 40 is... Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's generous. You're, you're, you're less ridiculous, but but whatever. Less ridiculous is what I go for. Um, uh, So then, yeah, Borland's kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then Mitch's like, Claremont. Yeah. He's losing in the polls. He's got like 10% of the vote. He's going to win. Yeah, because they're influencing people's right. like habits. Like, these right. things are blowing up in Odyssey. <laughs> but I like that they're still under the impression. Like, Mitch is still convinced, like, oh, they're testing things out. Wherein, like, wouldn't, like, I feel like they should look into who this political candidate is that Novakov yeah. is, like, skyrocketing to victory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also the idea that, like, wow, they just did all this stuff. Like, even Borland mentions the idea that maybe they had stock in these companies or these weird companies. Like, why would they push yeah. these products? Like, what? Yeah. yeah, you could totally make a ton of money off right. of buying yeah. stock in a nobody company and then making right. everybody buy their stuff absolutely or like we think novacom is like this this super maniacal like wits like they're gonna like they've got all the wrong ideas why not tie that into a bad political candidate yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so the other thing the other thing with this is it's a weird thing of like oh this is clearly a written plot wherein both the kids and Mitch have, like, basically caught on to Novacom, what Novacom is doing in, like, the perfect amount of time, yes. where it's, like, three inconsequential things have happened. Now, one now time. we figure it out, and then we are able to predict when the yeah. bigger thing happens. Yeah, we formed the hypothesis exactly at the Exactly right when we needed to, to, to actually prove it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just plot convenient. Funny. Yeah. Um, and then we cut to Monica confronting Charles because last episode, Jason was talking to Monica about like all yep. the stuff with the box and like the potential reversal of effects. And then Charles kind of admits to the fact that it can reverse itself, but he, yeah. he doesn't care. And right. Monica's like really upset. Yeah. The, yeah. So... But was she operating under the idea that Charles was somehow a good guy this whole time? I I don't think so. But she seemed to believe that what he was going to do would be good. But the weird thing is she's playing it off with, like, a lot of naivete. Yeah. Um, which is necessary. Naivety? Naivete? I don't know. Na naivety? So the weird thing with Monica here is... She makes, she, she's basically like, oh, so you're not actually going to use this to help people. You're just going to use it for the mind control thing. Yeah. And it's like, well, if yes. you knew about the mind control thing, you should have realized this wasn't to help people. Yeah. Your way of saying like, oh, this is like, we're all doing this for the greater good only works if you don't know about the mind control thing. Yeah. As oh my soon gosh, as yeah. you know about the mind control thing, your whole claim of like, being outside of this and like knowing what's going on is totally like yeah. it falls apart it's like building of like like helping somebody build a better gun for hunting and then they're like wait why are you killing people with this no what <laughs> yeah but it's even it's not even that it's like you know helping someone build like a better gun to brush their teeth yeah and yeah. then they start killing like it's it's 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the brush your teeth gum. Right. <laughs> Naturally. You know, as, as the Joker has probably made. Oh, yes. Um, and also we have uh, our, our this week's sponsor, Quip. Quip oh, toothbrushes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're definitely not guns. No, they are definitely not guns. <laughs> Yet. Yeah, so then it pretty much... Um, it cuts to the the another news report, right? Yeah. The only thing here, maybe to note beforehand, is the her saying like, "I'm gonna come forward with all of this." Yeah, yeah. And Charles is like, "No, you can't. Like, we I own have a ton you." Of blackmail. And she's like, "I don't care. I'm gonna do it anyways." Basically, yeah. which is super Ballroom. like awesome. Good for her. And yeah, the opposite of there was. Shoot, there's another character that... They, oh, it's... Um, uh, um, Mr. Colburn. Yeah, that's exactly what I... Yeah. What's his name? What's his first name? Shoot. We know his first name. Eric? No, Eric. No, the Eric. Eric was Kevin. Kevin. Kevin Colburn. Colburn. There you go. Yeah. And, oh, cool tie here. We then... Um, so, yeah, you said about the news... Or the... We get another news um, cut. Yeah. So... This this has probably took up a good chunk of my of my research time today, my prep time. Oh but, boy! So the the news cut here. I my note was, oh wait, this is a different newscaster than earlier. Yeah. And he like they're doing like a weird voice, and it also sounds like more fuzzy or whatever. Yeah. Like it's not as clear. And then I was able to piece together that this is a radio newscast, where the previous one was a TV one. Yeah, and this is also a transition from, um, so previously, like, the Nova Box News Report was, like, an isolated thing, whereas this is a transition to the scene right. with Mitch and Borland. Yep. Where he's like, see, Borland, like, now you have your right. evidence. So this is them hearing it on the radio in yeah. their cabin in the woods, and <laughs> the, weirdly, this newscaster has made a couple different appearances and has a actual name, or this radio broadcaster who is Melvin Stewart. What? And he is voiced by Corey Burton, who voiced Colburn. Interesting. And, um... What a segue. And, uh, the Crying Brian Dern. Um... Crying Brian Dern show. I can't so, not. I can't so, yeah. not. So, this, yeah, this weird, I don't know, way too big of a deep dive into this transition here. <laughs> Um, I'm proud of us. This but, is what people come But yeah, for. that's exactly it. Listen, like, you, I, you go to a different Adventures in Odyssey podcast and get this kind of this kind right, of uh, yeah, I analysis. Wanna, I want to I want to get into it. It's I don't know. We'll get into it. Like we will get into it. But like the voice acting is one of the more interesting aspects of this show because it's where the like pure Christianity of focus on the family meets the kind of meets voice acting and Hollywood yeah. and all that stuff. Okay, and so, it, like, it makes for an interesting topic, in my opinion. No, definitely, for sure. Um, so so we also have... Uh, Mitch and Borland, kind of. Yeah. And Mitch being, like... So he uses the Claremont evidence as evidence that, like, obviously, this is, like, what oh, I was decoding earlier was right, right and that the, we should the do this. The newscast is saying, hey, Claremont won. Yeah, Clare Claremont won by a landslide. Right. right. Like, like it wasn't even close. Yep. Like he, like, I think the newscast says like the, you know, the polls aren't, you know, reliable because, right. you know, in a stunning upset, like Claremont just wiped the floor with him. Yeah. Um, and so, oh, well, no, never mind. I'll and then, yeah. And so then Mitch is talking to Boylan, like, see, like, this is, you know, this is proof. Like what I was saying is right. right. And then Borland's like, 
well, you're probably right. And then he goes through, like, you know, we'll do something. Like, we'll get subpoenas. We'll get search warrants. Like, yep. we'll take these guys down. And then Mitch is like, no, that's not fast enough. Like, you know, like, yeah, you, yep. this isn't, you know, there are people getting hurt and stuff like that. Like, yeah, Mitch wants to go all gung-ho and then Borland kind of calls him on it. It's like, what are we gonna supposed to do? Like, call in the cavalry? Like, right. what are we... He says, he we says, have... quote, this is democracy, we follow the law. Yeah. Um, Which is great as a character point for Borland. It's iffy on, on how realistic it yeah. is. Like, it's very idealized. Yeah, yeah. But, but I like it as being like, he's this straight man, um... No, we have FBI to play by guy. the like, books. Yeah, he, yeah. It's it's good, and I like I like Mitch in this being like willing to be legally gray as long as he feels like morally justified. Oh yes, it gives him the the edgy superhero vibe. It, yeah, it, it is the slightly edgy superhero vibe, but it also is so in line with everything he's done up to this point yeah where he's going undercover within novacom to take them apart and he's hacking into systems to give information like yeah. i like that they lean into that consistency with his character well and then also this is juxtaposed against the later events of this episode where people go outside of the law to take down novacom and we see what happens absolutely so, like it's all pit against each other really well yeah and there's yeah, there's a weird I don't know. It's a weird cuz I don't it it's one of the few times where I'm like I don't feel like there's a really clear stance from the writing as to who's right and who's wrong here. No, there isn't. It's like Mitch's like Mitch's Mitch right great. for being morally outraged and Borland's right for following the law and Mitch wasn't wrong to, you know, be a white hat hacker yeah. previously. Because Novacom's an evil company, but if we're going to take them down, we need to do it by the books is also a correct stance. It's just like, it's it's weird. It for... creates conflict between two, like, equally deserving good options. Right, and it's weird for a... Yeah, I mean, there's kind of those threads throughout the larger narrative of Christianity of, like, being, like being opposed to the law of the land and that sort of thing yeah but it also yeah it seems almost contrary to some of focus on the family's messaging which is so america centric yeah yeah we gotta um, we gotta follow the law and we gotta do all these yeah and so yeah it's just i don't know it's it's cool like i it is surprising I for them for like a pretty nationalist uh you know corporation or what is the company yeah. i guess brand right. uh, to be to kind of put both in such positive light right yeah it's the like i just love the nuance of not coming down hard one way or the other mm -hmm. because so much of this show is coming down that way right is is setting up like truth this is the obvious bad guy this is the obvious good guy fight yeah or whatever or this person as we'll get into later on in a tougher scene for me, like this person is a hundred percent right. This person is a hundred percent wrong where this one's like, Hey, like there's nuance to things. Yeah. There's and something, I, there's a bit of, it's less binary. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. So yeah, that's just positive. And then we transition to the, uh, wonder world detective club. Yeah. Which with, is really delightful. Yeah. We transition with the line where Mitch is like, well, no, oh, wait, no. Mitch, 
we do we do get that but okay. it's it's mitch saying Ozone. mitch saying like don't take this the wrong way Boron, but i really hope there is someone doing something yeah where he's like i realize my hands are tied and i can't do anything here um that, but i hope somebody but, like i hope someone's actually dealing with this yeah and then um, we cut to we cut three to, kids in wonder yep, world <laughs> children um candy and so and it's Alex saying, like, I'm going to be presiding over this. Yeah, but... Cal uh, is vice-presiding, like, which is my... It's, it's so, so good. good. Oh, it's, I haven't noted, too. It's that way, like... And he's and he's talking, like, he's talking to a bunch of people, and, yeah. but there's just three of them, and they kind of, like, come, that comes up. And, yeah, they like, just... They're... President Alex... Uh, yeah. was, isn't his name Alex Jones? Jefferson. Alex Jefferson. Not Alex, Alex Jones. <laughs> I keep doing that. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I'm gonna yeah. come up with a real life alternative for every <laughs> single Odyssey character. Yeah, it's it's the like I both love just like the wordplay of vice presiding. It, yeah. It's really good. But then I also like the whole vibe of this scene where it's it's Cal and Alex being like in like a overly yeah. overly serious kind of like playing parts. In a way that feels like we've talked about this before, because they previously had a scene with Sarah yeah. that was very similar to this, yeah. where it's like these two guys are getting like super carried away in the mystery of it all, not really taking it seriously as more than a game. Yeah. Um, and it just rings so true to me because it's the kind of thing that like I would manufacture as a child. Oh it's yeah. Like where it's like. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure we've talked about this exact same thing in that previous episode. Yeah, no, but, but the, just the idea of, like, making, like, it is kind of larger than them, but they're also, like, I don't know, it is being a game, but also incredibly real, and it was real before it was a game, and it's just delightful to see these kids being kids. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I don't know, it's it's funny. It's yes. very enjoyable. And I love mandy as the third party just kind of being this grounding voice where she's like like, you don't need to yell right like she's and he's like she's not she's not playing around like these guys are so swept up in it and she's much more level-headed and just like all right like you're you're, (laughs) you guys are getting carried away in a way that i think also rings so true yeah like it's yeah it's great like i love i love it and then we get into this dialogue with um with Alex where he's talking about the Nova box and everything. And, and he's like, you know, they're, they're controlling people's minds. What are they, what are they going to make us do next? Enjoy homework. And <laughs> Which then it's just boom. It's hilarious. But also that's the ultimatum. <laughs> but wouldn't it be great if you enjoyed homework? Yeah. Is this not a positive? And also haven't we kind of already seen this happen with Rodney? Yeah. He's, he knows things now. Yeah. <laughs> Also saying it in front of Mandy, who's definitely a person who does enjoy homework. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> like it's it's great on so many. So it's many, such a good line. It's so many a- things, and and so we're talking. They're talking about like Mandy's like, what are you gonna go do? Like just break into every Three house, house. Yeah. And and you know unplug their Nova box, and they're like, well, we can't even unplug them. Like they're st- they stay on even when you unplug them. Yeah. And. This is when they bring up the satellite dishes. Um, They're all pointed towards the tower on Tom right, Riley's property. To, to Tom's tower. Satellite dishes point to satellites. Not, that's not radio towers. Yeah, that's not how... Yeah. 
And, like, maybe we're supposed to be, like, oh, the kids are just carried away and, like, don't actually realize it. No, but that also, seems to be, like, evidence. Every, well, everyone seems to think that the tower is an issue. Tom, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the crux of this episode. Yeah. And so, it's, yeah, it was just, like, a yeah funny thing to me where it's, like, uh. That's not how that works. No. Otherwise, we'd need, uh, no. yeah. No, maybe that's, that's not how... The it's best thing how... is that Cal, uh, Cal's, Cal's uh, solution is to climb up to the top of the tower and then just start unplugging wires. And yep. my head, I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess that might work. Like, <laughs> I guess it's a lot harder to set things up than it is to just get them to not work anymore. Yeah, but here's my counter. Unplug them at the bottom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, it must be buried <laughs> somewhere. Unless, unless maybe it's connected to like an electrical wire, like like a telephone pole that's on. The, oh, maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. Seems weird, but maybe. Yeah, um, actually, it might not be that weird. I don't know. Anyways, does it? Does send it us your ideas, your fan so, art for how the Novacom Tower looks. So yeah, so he's like, I'm gonna go, you know, climb this tower tonight. Yeah. Cue thunder sound in the background. It's so cheesy, and I love it. It's really good. Like it's that. Yeah, it's such a cliche. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've I've heard that sound bite in an episode of Winnie the Pooh before. (laughs) Well, well, it's it's in so many things where it's just like, uh, I'm gonna do this thing that would be dependent on it not being raining. Cut to it's It's raining. raining. (laughs) Yeah, like it's great. Got him. And then, yeah. Well, and also, Cal is definitely going to do something illegal, but he does not want to climb a tower in a rainstorm, which obviously yeah. makes sense, like lightning and stuff, but yeah, that's funny to me. Yeah. Um, and so then we cut to the worst scene. Uh, second worst. To Mitch dying? Oh, no, I, I haven't. This scene is heartbreaking. There's a scene I have a harder time listening to later in this episode. We'll get into it. Okay, we'll we'll Um, get into it. But, yeah. So, we're just cutting to Tom and Agnes. Agnes is in Uh, considerably worse shape. Yeah. Her hand is burnt. Yeah. Tom, the stove's on high. Tom's like, you're going to melt the pot. She doesn't doesn't recognize Tom. Yeah. That's right. Where am I? he, He says that, you know... Oh, I'm your Tom. I'm your husband. She's like, or Tom Riley, your husband. So she then is referring to him as Mr. Riley mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah. Um, and then she says she's ready, like, to go home. Home. And he's like, "What? Like, you are home." And 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 then he says, "Like, what? Like back to Hillendale?" And he's like, "She's like, like Hillendale. Hillendale. Yes. 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 I, yeah, I need to go back there. Take take me back there, Mr. Riley. Can you help me get back? And it's and just like, oh my gosh." Tom, Tom, no, it just, and it hurts so bad. It's, and, and Agnes's voice acting is so good. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, such confusion and like, yeah, you can really tell that she's yeah. like a shell of what she was, which was a kind of revived version of yeah. what she actually used to be. Yeah. Um, no, serious shout out to Susan Silo. Just like nailing it on so good on agnes throughout Completely all of this destroyed it she did such a good job yeah um and then destroyed we, me in the process yeah 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 emotionally i oh my gosh so we go from that low to a high for me which is jack's back yep jack and wit 
Yeah. Jack, first time since Plan B? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, nope. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and Wits basically, I think, goes to Jack's antique shop. Yeah, I think I think presumably Wits Wits at Jack's either his house or the antique shop, whatever. Yeah, and he's just kind of like, "Hey, can I've you... been seeing you in a while." And yeah, he's like, "I didn't expect to see you." And then he's like, "Can you gather some people to pray?" For like, I feel like we're getting beat at every turn, and we don't quite know what to do. Yeah. Um, and is there anything else really in that scene that you had noted? I didn't. I don't. It's it's a short scene. Yeah. No, it is. There's just this real is, this, brief. This episode thing. has so many cuts. Yeah. Um, and so then it's Tom. Oh, Wit mentions that he's going to see Tom because he yep. heard about Agnes going back to yep. Illinois. And that's something he wants Jack to. That's something they want prayer over. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So Tom goes. Are Wit and Tom are together now? Yeah. Wit, Wit goes out to Tom's farm, assumedly, uh, presumably, whichever you like. <laughs> um, but this is this is maybe my roughest scene of the episode. Yeah. Because Tom, well, the one thing is that Tom is also, like, portrayed, so basically they're talking, like, Tom's incredibly distraught of everything that happened to Agnes, and, like, having to take her back, and he's super upset, but he feels like it's, he said there's, like, I can only blame myself, like, I let them do this to her. Yeah, yeah, and it's really, like. Why would he have known any better? No, but, but it's a thing of, like. I totally can sympathize with Tom being in this position, just wanting to take it all on himself. Well, because he doesn't really himself. have anybody else right. to blame. Beat yourself up over it, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I have a lot of sympathy for him. Yeah. Wit does not have any sympathy for him. Yeah, Wit is the worst. He's, He's like, oh, well, there's no way you could have known or whatever. And then he says something like, well, some of us are trying to fight them. And, like, he says that later. Like, yeah, I wish I could yeah, stop him. But, well, some of yeah, us are trying Tom's to fight just him. like... Oh yes, Tom's Wit, you just white like knight. it's Come it's on. it's all it's all my fault, and kind of walks through it, and then and Wit's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He Even says, though earlier he says, in the series, freaking Tom was the one that was helping Wit when he was losing his mind. Yeah, back when back during when the uh, Tom riding on a horse in the orchard. <laughs> yeah, the grand opening stuff <laughs> yeah. where Wit's trying to like Tom's just been the best friend, and here Tom's like, like I screw, like he's taking so much on himself. And rather than Wit being like, like, dude, you can't take this all on yourself. Like, we're going to get through this. All this stuff that he could say to comfort. He just says, that's an awful thing to go through, Tom. In the most monotone, sterile, no sympathy, saying it in a way where he is not, he is intentionally not, like, letting Tom off the hook. Yeah. Like, the wording is chose in such a way that he is so clearly being like, you know. That's like, I, this like is, I'm sorry I'm, you're offended by what I said. It's yeah, like that exactly. Yeah, it, it's like that. It's like he is being intentionally very neutral about this statement, but his he's not being like, Oh, it's okay, Tom, because he still feels like Tom is to blame for this, and he is holding Tom to that. Yeah. Where he's like, you should have cut off the treatment when I asked you to. Yeah. And so he's he so he can't say, it's all right, Tom, it's not your fault, things are going to get better. He's just like, yeah, that is tough. That sucks. I knew better. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's very, it's icky. I, hate it so much and then there's that line where he's like 
where well, he's some like, of us are trying to fight it. Like he's like, oh, I wish like I could, you know, like, like I like yeah. I need to. I wish I could get back at Novacom yeah, or something and, like and that. It's and like, like, well, some of us are like some of us have been trying to fight it or whatever. It's just like, yeah, Tom, why weren't you fighting it with me? <laughs> You're a dummy. It's like, I wish it wasn't so self righteous. Yeah, in this moment, he is probably as hard as he's been like, this entire series. He's not. Yeah, it's like, come on. Well, Tom needs is... a friend right here. He doesn't need you telling him what he should have done. When you screw up, the last thing you need is someone being like, yeah, I told can. you so. Yeah. You need someone to be like, we're going to get through this together. Yeah, well, and like the problem that I have with Wit is that he's not a consistently bad character. He goes <laughs> back and forth. There, oh, he like... is obviously... I. I have no doubt that he is being considered right in this moment. Yeah. Even though he is so clearly wrong. Yeah. Oh, no. When you can tell by the writing that, that he is clearly, like, he was written to be correct with when he first confronted Tom, and Tom was perceived to be foolish, even though he's not to make that decision. And two, in this situation, like, we saw him deal with Connie and Mitch dying so well. And be so kind. You just said Con- deal with Connie and Mitch died. I, I mean, deal with, with Connie, Connie when Mitch died. Right. Because um, <laughs> Connie died as well. Right. A little um, bit inside. Um, and and he did such a good job. He was so empathetic. He was so caring. And he was so good just like six episodes. And now he's like, well, sucks to suck, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing, is the difference is he didn't perceive Connie to be at fault. He perceives Tom to be at fault, and so he cannot show sympathy. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's not... Yeah. That's such a bad way of handling this, and it And Tom is bound, pounding his hands on the table. Yep. And, like, is saying, like, you know, like, if I, if I could tear down this tower, I would. Like, yeah. like I hate that I have it on my land. Like, if yeah. I could... You know, I swear I would. Uh, yeah, I, stuff like that. I'd pull down this. Thi- I'd pull that thing down with my bare, bare hands. hands. I, I swear, swear I would. I, I swear, swear it. Yeah. Um, and we cut on that line. Yeah. Then, um, then Alex, uh, is like flags down Cal as yeah. they like. Cal is walking up to the tower and Alex yeah. is chasing after him. Yeah. How they got to Tom's property. I don't know. Odyssey geography is weird. Yeah. Why they came separately. Whatever. Yeah. I don't know. But but Alex, Cal gives Alex a walkie-talkie and is like, great, you know, stay back here. Don't get in my way. Alex is like saying like, no, you shouldn't do this. Like, this is a yep. bad idea. And then we cut to music, yeah. cut back, and Cal is at the tower, and yeah. um, he's on the tower, and they're talking via the walkie-talkie. Yeah, and he's like, "Alex, you're still here." Well, no, because you <laughs> missed the part where he says um, that he Alex was trying, Cal was trying. I'm sorry, Alex was trying to convince Cal to not do it, right. and then he told Alex he could put his walkie-talkie at the base of a tree if he was gonna leave. Oh, okay. and and so when he gets to the top of the tower. After this weird transition, uh, it's it's him being like, "Oh, you actually didn't leave," and then Alex is at the bottom. He's like, "Yeah, I I see you loud and clear." And yeah. then it, um, he's climbing up the 
the tower. The wind is incredible. Yeah. It sounds great. We're cutting back and forth between Cal and Alex where you can hear Alex is just like in the woods and Cal is up on this tower getting blown around. Yeah. Really, really cool. Um, so he, he says that there's some guy running down the hill. Yeah. And then he starts to say something and then we cut to Alex getting caught by Tom. Yeah. Where Tom's like, hey, what are you doing? Um, that tower's gonna blow. Yeah. That's how yeah, the tower's rigged to explode or something, I think is what he said. Yeah. And so He has to he, get Cal off the Yeah, tower. he tells Alex to like run away and then runs up to the the tower and like Cal, you know, is climbing down and Tom's like, Hey, you're close enough to jump. He jumps. There's like a great sound, like it's Ah <clears throat> My ankle. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It, it It's, it's, it's effective. It's really good. And then they're like running and then the an explosion happens. Which is incredibly large. Yes. Incredibly large explosion. Also, really big frustration. We made, there was a huge point made in the first episode of the Novacom saga, which I realize... At the time of this, like, coming was out. Was, like, three years ago. Right. It was, like, you know, two, three years ago. So, it's, like, it's fine, but there was this huge deal made about the big fence that's been put around the tower. And they do not have any conflict with this huge fence in the episode. Without issue, Cal is able to get past the fence, climb up the tower. I don't even think the because the, the tower's in the album artwork, and I don't think that there's a fence there. No, there's not. Did you check? There is no fence in the album artwork. There is also Tom running. Tom runs up to yeah. the tower. They both run away together. No fence issues whatsoever. Additionally, on the topic of the explosion, I have um, I have uh, the a note here from from our book from Adventures in Odyssey, the official guide. <laughs> um that is uh talking about how battle lines was released this this album was released in september of uh 2002 mm-hmm. and so be that being a year after 9 11 yeah and so they were very 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 careful that the explosion of the radio tower looked nothing like the the twin, twin towers. towers going down yeah they were like overly cautious about that well maybe not overly but they were very sensitive to that fact um to make it so that well, it yeah, did not look it. like that at all no fence yeah. i mean there's trees but so maybe they're hiding the no fence, fence but there's they definitely just completely <laughs> forgot that they made a big deal about there being a fence wits even the one who points it out he's like that's quite the fence around there is was that in the contract or whatever yeah yeah it's whatever. oh well yeah um and so basically then uh then it cuts to the aftermath of the police being on the site. Yep. Um Wit the police is there. and Wit. Yeah, and Wit, because Wit is everywhere at all times. <laughs> he just like, listens to the police scanner. Yeah, how or, did he know about this? I mean or, maybe he heard the explosion. Maybe <laughs> Yeah, maybe Tom's farm is close enough that he heard it. Maybe maybe he got calls from the parents of Alex and Cal. Yeah. Who and he just presumably, shows up. or maybe the cop was just like, um, 
oh, we need a resident local right. Well, folk like, hero. oh, this is this is wit, or this is you know this happened. We got to involve wit. Yeah. Um, ooh, that that cop being Officer uh, Steve Burke. Yeah. Um, voice of Marshall Younger, who is like a recurring character. Yeah. Um, Officer Burke. He's in. He's in the um. Uh, the perfect witness. He's in those episodes, hmm. which we will probably cover at some point because I really those are really good episodes. Um, and then he's in stuff going forward from here. But I think Perfect Witness is the only stuff he's in before this. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, interesting. Worth noting. Um. Yeah. And so basically, yeah. So Tom and Wit are like Wit's recapping what happened. Tom explains like. He ran up and he, like, he was pacing around in his house and was, you know, he said, like, you know, you know how how upset I've been. Right. And then I was at the base of the tower and getting him down and it was about to explode and I don't remember what happened in between then. Because, yeah. you know, uh, he said, like, the blast knocked it out of me and he didn't know. Um, and Wit just kind of takes it in i don't know do, do you have any notes as for wit in i mean I don't, he definitely he seems concerned concerned where yeah. he and he even has a moment here where he's like wait did did you do it tom yeah 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 and like, tom's like i i don't i, I don't know I, yeah um but wit's definitely like way more sympathetic yeah i i like this the memory loss thing is like an interesting story element that like it's can that actually happen? I don't know. It's like a weird kind of tropey thing, but it also accomplishes what they want to do here narratively, which I think over this episode and the next episode, like over the rest of the series, which I think works so well. Yeah. So like, I'm not particularly mad about well, it. Well, if they were in, if he had, no, but he was unconscious for a couple minutes. Yeah. So that could have, that could have, um, that makes a lot more sense because yeah. I, I mean, if you go into a coma, you don't really remember what happened right. before the yeah. coma. Yeah. Um, so the last thing he kind of remembers is like finding Cal and Alex, yeah. run, and then, or no, wait, how does that? So is he missing a chunk in between then? Because he's he remembers being at the house, yeah, and then forgets everything, but knows about the Cal and Alex stuff. Maybe just because of the recovery. Like maybe yeah, no, people no, have he, just filled him in. Yeah, because he says he literally says like, and I only know that because that's what the officers told me or whatever something. Right. Okay. Like I only know what I was told. Um, yeah. So I don't um, know what happened when it was just me going up to the tower. Uh, yeah. He also has this line where he says, "You know, cow was climbing up the fool thing." Yeah. The fool thing. Right. Is that cow the fool climbing up? No, no. Is is like. The cow, like, the fool, cow, comma, no, the fool. No, cow was climbing up the fool thing. Is he talking about the entire thing? Yeah, like F U L L. Yeah, or is like, is that some like F O O L? Just like a like old timey Midwestern way of saying like the darn thing. Like yeah. he was climbing up the dang thing. Yeah, he was climbing up the fool thing. Like, I, I don't be. know, it's weird. It, the way he says it makes it sound like it is some kind of odd dialect. Yeah, it sounds way more like it would be an F-O-O-L yeah. fool, not like he was climbing up the entire thing. Yeah. But F-U-L-L. Please send us the script. We need to know. Yeah. Seri- oh, man. Imagine if we had Odyssey scripts, man. That would be interesting. I would really enjoy that. That would With, be- like, stage direction and stuff, or whatever the audio yeah. equivalent. Man, 
That would help. I want, I want. We that. can ask uh, Paul McCusker at our yeah, lunch. yeah. Re- reach out, reach out, Paul. I know you're a big fan of our show. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew will call you Mr. McCusker. I, I'm on a first name basis. It's true. You are um, Mr. McCusker forever and always. Um, and so, so go for it. Oh. Sure. Okay. So, so we then jump to you don't have anything left for that scene. Well, and Tom's taken to custody. Oh, right. Yeah, we should, we should maybe hit on the fact that like he's being we have, taken to the hospital, then to the police station. Yeah, because he's under suspect, like suspicion that he, you know, like we have reason to believe that you blew up the tower, and he's yeah. like, ah, ah, and then it cuts to Jack at the prayer meeting. Yeah. Um, and this is a really. So it cuts back and forth a lot. There's definitely yeah. there's so there's I think there's three different prayers over the course of um over the course of the remainder of the episode and I figured if we just uh, cover the what? Yeah, there I, there's maybe maybe four, but was it, there's there's Jack, Aubrey, Connie, Joe. Connie again. Oh, Connie, Connie prays again. twice. Yeah, Connie prays twice. Of course. And then yeah. Um but they um Yeah, it's it's this prayer meeting is like taking place like the next morning yeah or so or the next evening because they no, have the the trial was that morning they say like like oh they're talking about the prayer. trial happening like yeah. as they're talking yeah 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 like yeah, for the trial right. this morning and stuff um yeah so so yeah so this next we kind of end the episode cutting well it's a large portion but cutting back and forth between this prayer meeting yeah and the courtroom stuff yeah and yeah it does make sense to kind of cover those in their chunks i well i just want to say um, what i like so much about the episode is that like using this as a plot device to process these emotions that the characters are experiencing while also keeping continuity continuity in the uh like the timeline i think is really good Keeping continuity in the timeline also as a way to kind of tie things back in to spirituality, obviously. Yeah. And, and yeah. And what Wit was saying earlier about wanting prayer and like needing to acknowledge God in this in this hard time. It it is pit against this, like as it's cut back, and I'm sure it's done intentionally, like it cuts from literally prayer to antagony or antagonism or antagonist, and then right. prayer and then back to antagonist and then the episode ends yeah. um yeah which is you know obviously i think was written to portray like you know this is this Both. is how we fight right there's a there's a good a good section of of our of our official guide as well that hits on this exact thing mm-hmm. which is uh, this is this book is written by nathan hubler um who Hoobs who is yeah a writer at this point and and the rest of the adventures and honesty team is credited with like certain things but he kind of compiled the whole thing and he talks about like the difficult part of the job being trying to blend the storyline with a lesson mm. which is a thing that you and I have talked about yeah a lot yeah and there was just the throughout novacom with having all these plot lines running and all these different themes it was hard like it was hard to pull some of that stuff together um but they but yeah they decided to go kind of with like a more obvious lesson in this one yeah um and marshall younger is credited with the idea of cutting back and forth between the courtroom drama and the prayer um 
to show both like to both move the plot forward but also show prayer in action yeah um well and also there's not a ton of times in odyssey when they pray out loud no there's really not like even when we had the aubrey's faith moment yeah or yeah faith Faith moment moment. what a weird thing to say but it's also very right i think even like aubrey's you know salvation story that we had at the beginning of this uh season at the beginning of this album yeah we have her talking about about praying right they talk about praying but like they don't actually and don't they fade out in her being like dear god and then yeah yeah exactly like her her you know prayer of salvation or whatever is is sinner's just, prayer i believe is the word yeah um is is faded out past and we do hear a little bit of ben praying at different points so just like yeah. his quick like give me you know help me to you know know what to do yeah um and that sort of thing but he's these are extended like full prayers. yeah and it's and it's really good it is an incredibly good plot device and, yeah in just like because it it ties it into like spirituality it ties it into the into the christian aspect of the show while also like acknowledging the characters feelings and emotions during this because this is an audio drama like you can't see their facial expressions to understand what they're thinking and going through like yeah it's it's really um i think it's it's very well done yeah and there's they're also like we don't talk about too often how good the dialogue is in adventures and odyssey because it's just like it's so like it's almost something we take for granted like it's good because of how expositional right yeah because of how expositional it is and because it's an audio show so like all that they're really like uh, like we talk about sound engineering a lot but Mm -hmm. all of the script and stuff is like just straight up dialogue yeah and so i don't think about like oh you know, this does sound really real to life and that stuff too often. Yeah. But this prayer, especially Connie's first one. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Voice acting is incredible. The acting, the pacing of it, the, and I don't know, maybe there was, I don't know how, like how scripted Odyssey is. That's actually like an interesting question because Especially for someone like Katie Lee, who's been playing yeah, this character for, for so long. At this point in the show, she even she could have method acted, right? And just kind of went well, right or improv. Yeah, yeah. Like at this point, you know, over twenty years into the show, she I don't, I don't know if it. she. Yeah, I don't know how much of this is scripted and how much is improv. I'd be really curious to know, um, to what? know to what degree Odyssey is improv. has dialogue scripted out, but. She's just nailing it. Yeah, like, she does such she's a good job. She's putting breaks in it, stumbling mm-hmm. over some words. You can see her kind of like trying to gather her thoughts. Like it's all very accurate to any time I have ever prayed in a group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and also like praying when you're not only in a group, but also going through a tough time. And right. Like, I don't even know what to think, so yeah. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Like, um. Yeah, and and so they do that really well with her. It's then great to have Aubrey pray. Yeah, Aubrey is the next person. Um, 
Yeah. Is well, Jack's Jack starts with the idea of like where two or more gathered, like you're here, right. which is a really good foundation. Yeah. Jack kind of opens and closes out the prayer time. Yeah. Um, and Aubrey's great. He he kind of asks Aubrey if she'll pray, and she's like, um, Yeah, I guess new to so. this, but like, sure. And like that also is great. Yeah. Like It's and they also do a good job of like having a bunch of like. Uh, background actors just kind of yeah, like, like mm, yes mm. <laughs> kind of mumbling <laughs> along <laughs> with stuff and that sort of thing but not too charismatic yeah that would be problematic yeah no we just we just we just say little little mm's mm. of agreement and mm-hmm. that sort of thing mm-hmm. um it's yeah it's it's well produced and then um yeah and then we also have all of the yeah ooh, connie connie pray again oh, okay. jack close out i was really bummed and i they probably just didn't couldn't get her for this episode or didn't like weren't able to pull it off for whatever reason but not having joanne pray is like, oh yeah kind of a shame yeah i figured she i i mean i genuinely thought that she had right. prayed yeah uh, let's think yeah. back on who had and um, i wouldn't even be surprised if the fact that connie prayed twice if one of those was supposed to be joanne, joanne. Yeah. and they just scheduling couldn't make it happen yeah um but but yeah it yeah it would have been nice it would have been nice but i'm not like super broken up about it Mm. so on the other end of things um we're cutting to uh wit introducing tom to his lawyer Mm -hmm. or like wait track down a lawyer for tom they're in jail yeah 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 they're visiting tom like in his holding cell or whatever yeah yeah, so whatever sort of jail odyssey has i guess i don't know (laughs) the drunk tank or whatever (laughs) like can't imagine it's too oft populated yeah it's probably in pretty nice shape but uh michael frazier is is this lawyer yeah um that is the the name of the lawyer the actor is phil crawley crowley crowley i don't know however you pronounce that uh, no, that that is his full name. It's Phil Crowley Crowley Crowley. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the man with two middle names. <laughs> That's good. Um, That's good. But but he uh, he's a uh, like a go to guy for narration and voiceover. Interesting. Um, and uh, his his most notable is he has done he is the announcer for every episode of shark tank really (laughs) wow i feel honored (laughs) and that's the guy they grabbed to voice tom's lawyer thank goodness thank goodness i mean this is pre-shark tank days so maybe this was his breakthrough yeah so so they want he wants tom which like great lawyer like this is gonna go great and then immediately he's like all right tom you're gonna plead Plead guilty guilty on reason of insanity and and it's like, I don't like that at all. Tom, like, you you couldn't have done it. Which is nice to see Wit, Wit like, sticking up for him. really backing up Tom here when... And then the, the freaking defense attorney's like, no offense, Wit, but you don't have to like it. And I'm like, ah, sit down, son. Yeah, yeah, but but it's nice to hear Wit come to bat for Tom yeah, after, believing like, the best we, had, we had that scene right when Tom was about to be arrested where it was like, oh, like... Maybe like Wit kind of thinks like maybe Tom did it yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so know, it's nice actually? for like in his gut, he's like, no, Tom couldn't have done. No, um, there's no way. <laughs> and then, uh, shoot, what else? Um, the he said basically the, his his plan of action is to to drag it in front of the court, like 
present all the information about Novacom, yep. what they've right. done to you, what they've done to your to, wife. Yeah, to your wife, to your like to this town. Like everybody will know everything that has happened. Yep. You will plead guilty. The jury won't convict you because you're such a compelling case and it's the best of both worlds right. because Novacom all of Novacom stuff will be in the light. Yeah. And uh so correct me if I'm wrong, but when we go then to the courtroom, we never actually hear Tom declare what that he's pleading guilty. No, he doesn't because it's just the prosecution in this episode. Right, but as, so I am a like I love court, court uh, scenes. Oh, you're a, you're a legal drama man. I well, so so I caught myself before saying legal drama because like I'm not particularly into like a lot of like legal drama etv shows yeah but i like well done legal drama i like aaron sorkin is my man in the script department and his court scenes in i mean a few good men are unmatched yeah yeah um and that sort of thing but even the stuff he does in molly's game the social network which is a mm-hmm. perfect movie like all of this stuff um is like super into me. It, I like it makes a lot I love, of drama. I love Grisham stuff. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. You're a Grisham man? I didn't know that. I so I don't read Grisham, but I like Grisham movie adaptations. I've never seen any Grisham movie adaptations. I've only read his books. Nice. So collectively we make one middle aged white man. <laughs> <laughs> um actually yeah. we put our age together, we kinda do. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I like the way you think. But Anyways, all this to say that bef- like the court case begins with you saying how you plead. Yeah, yeah. You how do- does the defendant plead? And then, right. yeah. So it could be that they're just like choosing to not show us that scene to build tension. Yeah. But it also just seems like we're they pushing don't know how to- <laughs> It just seems like it just seems like, oh, like narratively, we don't want the audience to know which way Tom is going at this point in the show. Yeah. So we're just going to have the defense we're tear him apart. And it is like a really good episode of like, they just have the defense talk in this episode. And you just mean the, like, uh, the, 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 I do not mean the defense. Yeah. That is <laughs> the, what, um, it's attorneys and I guess lawyers, I guess. But no, I mean, they're both, they're both attorneys, they're both yeah. lawyers, but yeah. no, the, uh, prosecution and the defense. Yeah. So this, this episode is all just, the word I was looking for. Just, yeah. This episode is all just the prosecution. Um, and, and we get, uh, uh, shoot. Frank Pierce is the, uh, is the prosecutor. Yeah. Uh, pro- or prosecuting attorney. Yep. Um, and is voiced by Jess Harnell. Yes, he is. he's back. And that's what, that was a, a couple episodes, uh, he played, uh, cable guy yep. in alaska and i yeah. said he was gonna come back later and this is this is what i was thinking about oh nice i mean um, yeah he's also charles in like every episode oh but, that's true well, but yeah but yeah i that's yeah that's funny that you he does slip into a little bit wooten voice. there's there's a slight wootenism you dur- can definitely recognize it during a couple points but like i don't think i would have noticed it had i if i wasn't like hyper aware of every voice actor in this show yeah because of doing this podcast yeah um, oh no neither would i but but yes uh On the good towel. old good old jess harnell it's really good. um um and so um basically the i mean he tears tom apart like yep. he goes through all this stuff like his 
it's it's well written in that like it's written like a like a court case yeah presented like he starts with this thesis statement and like and it's really well acted to where and and engineered to where like you hear every time he like throws out an accusation at tom yeah crowd kind of being like (gasps) like i don't like this because tom is such a staple of this town and everyone loves tom like was tom mayor at Tom was mayor. Yeah. I forgot that, <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Yeah. At this point in the show, he has been mayor of Odyssey. And he's on trial for blowing up a tower. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. And um, so they bring up the fact that um, there's fertilizer. Yeah. There was a fertilizer bomb. Yeah. Um, and that Tom, that fertilizer was on Tom's property, that mm-hmm. he would have the means to, yeah. you know, do this whole thing. And also, um, they call up Wit as a witness. Yep. A, a witness <laughs> uh, and and they talk about his last discussion yeah the the guy so th- i'm gonna take issue here yeah how so, would he know no, no 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 it's okay so he knows presumably because they deposed wit and had this information beforehand yeah because that's how court cases go where yeah. it's like you've already had a conversation with the person prior to the, the trial the trial and so he's there's assumedly been a deposition he's gotten this information he's now setting it up in this scene wits under oath of course he's not gonna lie but the thing that's rough is he says he said he brings up like he's his question is like what was the last thing riley said to you when you like last met yeah and wits like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, i i i what is the, what is the exact quote? I'm gonna pull it up here. It's him saying, "I'll pull that thing down with my bare hands. I swear I would. I swear." Yeah. And so, which is what the scene ends on on Tom's property. It cannot be the last thing Wit said. Yeah. Like, Tom didn't say that, and Wit then Wit leaves. just left. Ethereally like, apparates. Right. Like it's where the scene cuts. Yeah. But, and I'm just imagining Wit just being like. All right, bye, (laughs) and then walking out. Like, that's not what happened. Their conversation continued. Yeah. Um, So it really bothers me here when he's like, when he leans in on that being like, the last thing Tom said is this. Because it bothered me when they hard cut there. Because I'm like, I want to know how this conversation ends because I'm so mad at Wit right now and I want to see how he comes back. And then it's like, oh, he apparently just like walked out. Yeah, yeah, he apparently, yeah. Either that or he was walking out while Tom was saying <laughs> oh, Tom's... And he's like, okay, bye, what? And then just leaves. <laughs> Never mind. But, I suppose it's not worth addressing. But um, yeah, it's just, yeah, I don't know. The defense, or the the prosecution makes a real good case. Yeah, well, and here's the thing that they do really well is Tom's plea is guilty on reason of insanity. And their prosecution is well, saying that he did it. And he wasn't insane. Right. Like, it's premeditated. Yeah. He like, had under this his plan. full faculties. Right. And he had his full faculties. But like we said, we don't actually have any evidence here that Tom has pled. Yeah. Under reason of yeah. insanity. Um, Even though, like, that's how things should have gone. Yeah. We don't actually get that spelled out for us. So, I don't know. I just wanted to make note of that again. no exactly but. well and and that's where the episode ends like yeah it cuts it cuts yeah. out on like the prosecution arrest's case like yeah. we'll adjourn tomorrow morning this is such a part yeah to be continued right like it's yeah it's 
yeah, it's a really, really clear to be continued. Where like last episode wasn't super to be continued. It was like no. we're setting things up, but yeah, we're not we're like cutting out in the middle of the yeah. scene. This one, it's like okay, we're out and we're done. <laughs> well, this one's what 20... 25 minutes. Twenty five minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. 20, 20, 22. 22 minutes. Twenty. Twenty two forty seven. Twenty two forty seven. Uh, yeah. So it's. Hmm. I don't know. Well, like, obviously we've talked about it a lot. What are What are your closing thoughts? Any uh, closing thoughts. I love a good court case. Yeah. Um, obviously, in case it wasn't obvious, we get more of that next episode. Very yeah. Excited for all of that. Yeah, I am um, too. And, uh, we're almost done. Yeah. Holy crap! Actually, well, we, we'll address that kind of after we wrap this, but yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's a good episode. I like the plot movement. I love the prayer stuff. I'm mad at Wit for a good portion of it. I it does a really really good job of cramming a lot into a little space. Well, and also we get we get um, all of our major characters except for Jason. Yeah. Like Basically. we get, we get Wit, we get Tom, we get Borland, we get um, Novacom. We get, we get Mo- Monica, Charles, we get Candy, we get, uh, yeah, we get, <laughs> we get a, Connie coming in for yeah, we get Connie and, and even Aubrey, Aubrey showing up for yeah. a hot sack. Jack, like, yep, Jack. Like it is, yeah, it's real heavy on, yeah, so much on what we've what we've been building to, and so I just yeah, I criticisms aside, like it. Oh my god! Yeah, like, it's so it, good, and it's so necessary. Well, and it it's nice because there's a lot of I find like very good series that don't end well, yeah. i.e. The Office. Um, <laughs> no, uh, but well, when we we don't know how Odyssey's gonna end, but this arc is ending. Yeah, well. yeah, <laughs> yeah. This season, Odyssey's never gonna end. Odyssey's I, only. I would be really curious. How would they do it? I. I don't know, but like, things can't go on forever. Wit, it's either gonna get canceled or Wit's gonna die, and they're not gonna recast him. I don't think that that's gonna happen. I think that I think it'll, it'll. The only way it ever ends is if either Adventures in Odyssey, in particular, or Focus on the Family in general, is no longer financially viable. Yeah. So if Focus on the Family folds as a company, or Adventures in Odyssey loses the actually even if focus on the family folds as a company i feel like odyssey maybe would be the one thing to survive like it's that big a staple yeah it would i mean what is focus on the family outside of it other than plugged in yeah i mean they're a publishing house like they they have publications and they yeah magazines and whatnot but but can you imagine that that brings in nearly as much revenue as... I have no idea how much Odyssey brings in because it's got to be expensive to make. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It's... Yeah. I don't know. Odyssey's quite the anomaly. For um, sure. But... Like, for 40 years of just making things. But, yeah. Yeah, and... I don't know. Any other thoughts on the episode? No, I'm I'm good, and I'm also promo-free this week, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool as a cucumber. Yep. I, too... Have no nothing to promote. You and I together have have I guess kind of an announcement to make, which is that this show is not ending after exit. Yeah. So uh, we when we initially conceived of it, we were like, we're gonna do Novacom. Yeah. And see how that goes, and maybe yeah. we continue, maybe we don't. Um, 
and for now at least we're gonna continue yep so things and, are until dylan things is sick are, of me or comes up with a better idea right or vice versa um <laughs> so so we we've landed on um following this uh this novacom arc we are going to jump into connie and mitch stuff yeah so the continuation of the connie and mitch saga which does tie into novacom it's 12 wow 12 episodes over i think another three or four albums um of connie and mitch is relationship and there's obviously a lot of novacom stuff in that there are a lot of characters from this that we'll see come up and also one of my favorite things to talk about throughout this series has been the two of them. Yeah, yeah, Connie So it Mitch, seems yeah. like a natural progression. Yeah, well, and to follow it because, I mean, it's, it's, it's also, I mean, it's also important just for the rest of the series, like. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's stuff I like. Um, and so there, I'll, I'll, once again, or there will be a link in, in our notes to the, um, to where this is on the AIO wiki, but mm-hmm. they have like the, it's called like the Connie and Vit Mitch saga or whatever yeah. they've landed on calling it. And it will, it'll hit, we'll cover all the episodes that fall under that umbrella. Mitch, yeah. So if you're someone who's, you know, wants to look ha- ahead, right. Is wants to go ahead, whether or not you're buying episodes, you're listening through AIO club or whatever. I need to get um, that. I just, I, yeah it's yeah it's 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 there listen i'm this an is, adult its i can i can afford aio <laughs> club yeah. once a month i can yeah. do that yeah uh, so so yeah um now you guys have and a also heads eugene's up on, return on where we're headed yeah yeah so that's the other thing is that'll be obviously down the road because we've got 12 episodes but to kind of round out our overarching novacom thing we want to hit the three episode Eugene returns. So um, we have 12 plus yep. three is 15. Yep. Plus the two we have left. Yep. Which is 17. Yep. So 17 episodes that we're committing to at this point. Yeah. Uh, and there's other that, stuff in the works after that. Who knows? Maybe who knows? we're done. Maybe um, <laughs> we're dead. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, we, we could die before any of this happens. That's true. Um, <laughs> But don't worry, Anchor's set to auto-release this episode once it's done editing, so you'll definitely <laughs> get this true. one. That's uh, true. I definitely don't edit the night before. Uh, nope, we're professional. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So that's that's it. That's all. That's all, folks. We'll see you next week for episode... Uh, oh, 489. It is... This was Expect the Worst. Next episode is exactly as planned. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye. Wadfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at Wadfam Chalkpod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at wadfamchalkpod at gmail.com. Episode 26, Expect the Worst, was hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Sabo, and edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us next time for more of the Wad Fam Chalk Pod.